Welcome to Inspired Artist Podcast with me, Porter Singer. Genevieve Solomon is in this episode with me. Genevieve is a breathwork facilitator, an advanced theta healing practitioner, and crystal reader. And I wasn't expecting this, but she actually gave me a little session during the call, which was amazing, and I can still feel its effects. I feel so much better in my legs. You'll hear more about that in the episode. So stay tuned. You're going to hear a lot about the modalities that she practices, and I bet it will be new for a lot of you. It was for me. Also, if you're looking to connect with me, I have my full moon event going on Saturday, October 23rd. You can sign up on my website, portersinger.com store. Click on online classes. All right, here we go. You have been doing some things since last we spoke about the things you have been doing that are new yeah. to me. Um, mm-hmm. What what is can we start with what crystal reading is because I, I have <laughs> yeah to but I might have to go back a little <laughs> bit to tell you what okay. theta healing is because <laughs> <laughs> so when uh, when I last saw you you did breath work with me yeah mm-hmm. yeah and um, and then a few months later I. Um, I started learning theta healing. Do you know what theta healing is? No. No. Okay. Um, well, we could talk about that. Yeah. And, let's do it. Okay. Okay. And then <laughs> because it's through that theta healing training that all of a sudden I'm like, wow, you know, like all of this stuff started to open up. So theta healing is, uh, you will love this. It's like quantum healing. It's very non-dual. Right. So the person who's the theta healer, we have to understand that we're always working with two frameworks. One is that there are four belief levels that every person is holding simultaneously. And so this is why theta healing is so effective because it helps change beliefs on all four belief levels. And the first belief level is the core level. So that's like, everything that you have learned and to believe about yourself since you were uh, born until now, actually even pre-birth. And um, then there's DNA level. And that's all of the beliefs that we've just inherited through our DNA. And this has to do with survival programs, um, culture, worthiness, Usually things about um, money are in the DNA, trauma is all good things and, and also bad things, addiction, all of this stuff is just inherited. And then the third level is the history level. And that has to do with all of our lives that we've ever had, every experience, every belief that we're bringing into this um, incarnation. And then the fourth level is the soul level and that has to do with like your evolution as a soul um and your relationship with god a lot so that's the what we're that's what we're working with that we know that we understand that the human experience is bringing all of these four belief levels working with all of these belief levels simultaneously and then the other framework which is really cool which is what i think you're gonna love so much 
is uh, that there's seven planes of existence. So this doesn't have to do with like dimensions or density, which is like a lot of things that people are talking about right now, but the planes. So the dimensions, densities are all within those planes. And uh, the first plane is minerals and crystals. And right, okay. And then the second are plants and water actually, and all elemental beings like fairies and um, gnomes and trolls. That's those are all two. That's all two plants and water. That's the set. Yeah. Plants and water and elemental beings okay. are the second plane. And then the third plane are human beings and animals. And the fourth. Oh, I see. So this is like planes of existence, like on our planet. The type yeah, of but actually exists is that yeah but actually everywhere like i would say like human beings but also like incarnated beings i feel like everywhere you know um and then the fourth is our ancestors helping spirits helping spirits like spirit animals um and then the fifth is a huge range that is like angels, fallen angels, ascended masters, guardian angels, archangels, like all this huge range of evolution, evolution uh, in vibration there. And then the sixth are all of the laws, like law of attraction, law of magnetism, and even numerology is there, and sacred geometry. And then the seventh is the all that is. That's like the highest plane that we know of. It's the quantum field. It's the limitless potential. Everything that exists, could exist, ever existed, all exists now in that seventh plane, it's source. And so that is in every single plane. And all of them are really kind of obviously within each other. Okay. Okay. So in theta healing... The person, the theta healer, learns how to put herself, use the biology of her brain and use, put herself in a theta brainwave state, which is the most quantum brainwave state, and reach the quantum field, which is the all that is, which we are always in all of the time, but just not conscious of it, right? Mm -hmm. And as you know, we're always creating our, our reality, And whether or not you're doing it consciously or not is just, that's the only question, right? So when you go into a theta brainwave state, you can reach the all that is in a meditative state and you can make a command for what you, for what the, uh, the client wants. And then all that the theta healer does is make the command that the client wants and then observes it happening through her intuitive abilities Thus, bringing it into 3D reality at, by witnessing it, because you cannot separate the um, observable phenomenon from the observer, right? Mm-hmm. So the way that we actually bring things into 3D here is through our consciousness, through our witnessing. So the theta healer just witnesses it. She's like, not really the healer, like mm-hmm. the source is the healer and the client, it's like their partnership is creating the healing, but the theta healer just acts as a bridge, like makes the command and witnesses it for the person through their intuition. And this is used to change all sorts of beliefs. Like the theta healer will help the person uncover these limiting beliefs that they have and then go up with her, with her mind 
make the command that those beliefs be changed and then positive beliefs come in for the client so that they can start creating their life from the positive beliefs that they're now holding. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> it okay. is really cool. I want to back up a little bit because that was like a lot and really cool. And I'm sure I don't, that was totally new information for me. So thank you for, um, for sharing that with me and with everybody that's listening. You think I got totally lost everybody? No, no, not at all. No, no. I just feel like maybe we're going to want a little bit more depth on some of these things because they're yeah. really cool. Yeah, they um, are cool. So you, so could you give me an example of something someone would come to you with Sure. and then what your process looks like, like what you're seeing or feeling or yeah. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Let me just think. Um, I mean, I could lead you through a little fatty thing if you want, but it could get pretty personal. (laughs) I mean, I'm pretty open. Okay. So I have, uh, let's, let's do that. I have, um, I have this thing where my legs hurt me all the time now. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I'm just, I'm maybe standing too much or the way that my weight's distributed is Mm -hmm. something's going on my feet and my legs, like by the end of the day, even by the beginning of the day sometimes. Okay. So, um, so one of the things about theta healing is that it's measurable. So that's what I love so much is because like, you know, you don't go to a theta healer and then the theta healer's like, oh, okay, I did it for you. <laughs> Your beliefs changed and then you're just like, oh, okay, like, I guess I just have to believe you, right? So we use muscle testing. Okay. So um, the way that we muscle test and hopefully you're very hydrated is that we would your muscles stay, it's kinesiology, you probably know about it. Your muscles stay strong when you say a truth and it's not an ultimate truth. It's a, it's a truth for you. Okay. And they go weak when you say of something false. So in order to find beliefs, we use muscle testing because like I said, there's the four belief levels. So sometimes we're holding beliefs that it doesn't make any sense that we even have. So we muscle test. Okay. Yes. I'm holding that belief. So for you, I would say, just test your yes and test your no say yes, yes, yes. Then close your eyes and pull. I, what I do is I, I, um, put my fingertips together at the pads, intertwine them, try to hold them tight and pull. If you say yes, yes, yes. And pull your muscle should stay strong because you're saying a yes, an affirmative. Okay. Um, and for, for people who can't see, like we're making like a chain link basically. Right. So you're yeah, trying to chain. pull the chain apart. Okay. Okay. So what would, so you would say, yes, yes, yes. Pull. Yes, I just yes, want to yes. check your yes and check okay, your no. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Now let them go. And they say, no, no, no. No, and pull. no, no. <laughs> okay. So, you, <laughs> so you, like you're, you need to be recalibrated. Okay. Okay. So. Um, I'm, I'm a little concerned with how this is all going to come out but on your podcast. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I just felt like this is a fun way of doing it. I, it's I, totally fun. Okay, okay. So this, the way that you recalibrate, this okay. sounds so silly, but it really works is you make kind of like a pretzel with your hands like okay. this. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now go. Yes, yes, yes. And Paul. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And then go, no, 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 no. Okay. Okay. So now you've got a clear yes and a no. Okay. So you've like your, your yes holds tight. Your no breaks apart. Okay. okay. Yeah. So 
immediately the beliefs that I is that feel. Just, sorry, just question. Is that what you would do for a client or is that because yes. they're separate? Um, so you, you'd have them do it? Yeah, but because I, I often do this on Zoom anyway. So okay. the clients do that on themselves. Gotcha. Um, there's other ways of muscle tests. I can do it for them. There's a, this standing pendulum I don't know if you've heard about that. Like no. you stand, you say yes. Oh, and then yeah, your body yeah. kind of go forward or yeah. goes back. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there's different muscle testing. This one's quick and easy. Sure. Okay. Uh, so immediately when I hear you saying that, I would like for you to test the belief. I, supp- I can support myself. <laughs> Okay. Wow. That's yeah. All right. I can support myself. Okay. So you've got to know. So that's a limiting belief, right? You, the client would, I would say, okay, do you want to change that? Yeah. And you'd you'd say, yes, I want to, I would want to change that. Okay. So just, sorry, just for like, cause I have to, I have to say this, but like, that is so central to what I'm going through right now. So is it really yeah. like hit me that you, <laughs> that you, that that was the first thing you said. So yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So the, obviously the, the body is a reflection of what is going on with us and it's trying to talk to us and trying to tell us. So we're having a lot of times if I hear people having trouble in their legs and their hips, I'll think it's probably a support issue. Either they yeah. don't feel supported or, or they feel they can't support themselves. Yeah. Um, so you're holding the belief. I, I can't support myself. So because you tested, no, I can support myself. What the belief that you're holding is I can support myself. No, like the, the mind doesn't do can't and don't and all of that. Uh So I'm going to pull the belief. I can support myself. No. And then I'm going to replace it with the belief I can support myself. I am always supported. I'm supported by the universe. I, I know what it feels like to support myself. Like all of these good beliefs that really kind of buoy you up and make you feel like you can support yourself. Okay. And then what we'll do is we'll test and we'll see if the, if the, um, if the belief is still there. Okay. Okay. All right. So what I'll do is I'm going to, now in Theta Healing, we have to uh, say everything out loud. It's like very ethical. So I'll, I'll make the command and I'll say yes. And you have to say yes. And then through that, I'll, I'll witness. And then I'll tell you what I see or feel or whatever. Okay. 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 Creator of all that is, it is commanded that the belief I can support myself now be pulled, canceled, cleared from all belief levels except for the history level where it will be resolved, sent back to Creator's light for transformation. All regrets, resentments, rejections, and grudges associated with this belief will be pulled, canceled, cleared, and resolved as well. And all soul fragments belonging to Porter associated with this belief will be washed off in Creator's light and returned to her. In its place, we will download into all belief levels, every cell of Porter's body and every area of her life, the beliefs and feelings. I can support myself. I am always supported. 
I am supported by the universe. I am always connected to the creator of all that is. I know what it feels like to support myself. I know how to support myself. I know when to support myself. I know when to ask for help to support myself. I know when to allow assistance. I know when to allow um, myself to relax and let abundance flow in the highest and best way with ease and grace. Yes? Yes. Okay. In the highest, thank you. It is done, it is done, it is done, show me. Okay. So now you'll, you'll check and you'll okay. say, I can support myself. I can support myself. That's a hard yes. Yeah. Okay, good. Now say, I can support myself, no. I can support myself, no. <laughs> okay, good. So that's a double negative, which means it's a yes. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> okay, really yay. Cool. So wow. there you go. Uh, so the way that I, I, um, witness it for people is I'm very clear sentient. Like I'm, I don't have a very, at the moment, I don't have a very refined clairvoyance. I'm like constantly like open it up, open it up. Cause I would, I think I would like to have a more defined clairvoyance, but I feel everything mostly. And I hear a lot and it's not like a hear, like, but you know, like a knowing, like a, like telepathy type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way that I witness it is through my body and I just feel and, and kind of see like these flashes of light. And I feel like this energy is coming off of me when in, uh, from here, from here, from here, and from here, uh, <laughs> I know I'm following. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about the people who can't see from like <laughs> all of these areas sort of around my head and chest and shoulders Yes, and it's energy leaves and it's like, but it's all blissful. And then energy, like when the, when I'm witnessing the beliefs go in, I feel this like bliss flow go through my body and then I know it's done. That's really cool. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, um, so you, well, you were going to say something, sorry. Was I? Okay. You, you don't have to. <laughs> Um, no, what's, what's, so what's really cool about that is that that's, that's like something that you can offer somebody that's very specific. When I did the breath mm-hmm. work with you, that's, I mean, that can be super specific, I guess, to the person, but it'll be just sort of like a general thing that you can offer to a large group of people that will, you know, affect them in their specific ways, but that you're not really, um, in, in on the specificity. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Um, and because it's quantum healing, you can really think out of the box. Like there's just like nothing is really out of and nothing is really impossible with it. You know, like uh-huh. it is if the if the client believes that it's possible, it's possible, you know, um, like I've had people have some pretty um, cool things like uh with this one person from the Joshua group like she's had these like digestive issues forever and we just like commanded that some trauma be cleared and she's had like no digestive issues now and it's just because she just believed that it was possible you know yeah yeah 
do some people surprise you with their beliefs? Like, are there things that you wouldn't have been able to believe? Is that an example or? Uh, no, I mean, I, well, yes, sort of. Like, I feel like I believe, but I also am looking for confirmation still. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, so if I don't get the confirmation, I might be like, well, I don't know. You know? <laughs> but so it's nice to get the confirmation. Um, but it is, it's opening up a lot of my, uh, faith. It's, it's, I mean, I'm, I've always felt like a pretty faithful person, but beta healing is really taking it to a new level because I can see that the more I practice it, the more I feel connected, like there's no space energetically, the more I trust my intuition, the more I just kind of can feel that. I get confirmation that what I'm feeling is, you know, connected to what the other person is feeling. And so it's really strengthening the non-duality that I'm always seeking. And so it's really lovely. That's really cool. And, and for, for those of you that don't know, which is probably most people, like when I first met you, you were doing something very different and you were like very, you knew you wanted to do this, it seemed like, but you were like stuck in the the (laughs) right I was a teacher yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah I just didn't I like the same as you like I just didn't feel like I could support myself I didn't think that you know I could um trust my intuition I didn't you know and and it's it's still a practice there and every time it's funny like you know you say that about your legs and I go right to that belief but because of the non-dual thing and the law of attraction I often most of the time find that everybody I ever work with I have a shared belief mm. with you know mm. and that's because I'm attracting people that want to heal what I need to heal as well interesting yeah 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 life can, can kind of continually presents us with like new ways to to view those beliefs too like I wouldn't have thought at I don't know, like just, I've been living a long time and I have different examples of supporting myself, but not in this specific way mm-hmm. uh, right now. And it has been kind of a source of, of stress for me. Um, yeah. My body feels really good, by the way, like right now from that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, good. And if there's nothing, you know, the physical is, is just, uh, is always a reflection of the emotional. Yeah. Yeah. My, my mom, I actually grew up believing that my mom would constantly tell me that, but she didn't really know what to do about it. You know, she right. recognized it, but it was sort of like, you know, well, so get over it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's not what, that's not really what she did, but like, that was kind of, you know, it was like, that's all I, that's all I can offer is get over it, you know? Um, yeah. So I'm or so just grateful. like, stop believing that. Yeah. Right. Stop feeling that way. <laughs> So, so it's nice to have, um, there's, I mean, it's nice to have so many modalities, speaking of which you were going to tell me about crystal reading. And now that we know Um, about theta healing, we can understand it better, I guess. Yeah, you can, I can, yeah, I can explain a little bit better about how I discovered it because, um, I was going through the advanced theta training and my instructor was like, okay, so all of those seven planes that I told you about, they all have healing potential and healing properties. 
So he, he had us connect to each plane. And so he had us connect to the first plane. And in order to do that, he's like, go pick a crystal and, you know, bring it up to the seventh plane and, you know, uh, introduce yourself and see if the crystal will talk to you. (laughs) And I was like, oh God, yeah, I'm like, God, I'm never going to be able to do this, you know? And so I picked up this uh, Andara crystal which happened to be incredibly chatty crystals <laughs> and, <laughs> and they have like real personalities and like memory and everything. And, um, so I picked up this Andara and I, I asked it a question and all of a sudden I was getting these like, you know, answers and it didn't feel like I was just making it up. It was just like, Oh, where did that thought come from? You know? And so I was like, Oh, I, that was cool, you know, and I still was kind of like, uh, maybe what I was just of, making it up. What kind of things does a Andara crystal chat about? <laughs> uh, well, the Andaras are like, if uh, a lot of times I like to ask crystals, like, um, how do you, how can you, how do you want to work with this person? Like if I'm doing a crystal reading for somebody, they'll bring Mm -hmm. me a crystal. I'll be like, okay, how do you want to work with this person, this person? And the crystals know that person. What I, what I actually feel like is happening is that I'm bringing forth the, both the crystal and the person's higher self. And they're both telling me how they want to work together. Okay. So the Andaras will be like, oh, I want you to carry me around in your pocket. Or like, I really want you to hang me from um, a window. I want, and one crystal was like a diva. She's like, I want to watch the sunset and the sunrise every day. I want you to do it. I'm like, this crystal's like, I mean it. Others are like, have very specific meditations that they want people to do with them, or they want to support them in a very specific area of their life. Um, And the Andaras are kind of interesting just because like, I don't know, like, I don't actually know that much about crystals and I'm kind of trying to stay ignorant because I don't want to, I want crystal readings to be a little bit clear. Yeah. A little bit um, come from more of a pure space, but the Andaras, I've been told, are like from Lemuria and they were, you know, like buried, you know, in like Mount Shasta and then people are discovering them. So they have all this memory from like a very ancient time, but they're carrying like, you know, um, signatures from extraterrestrials and like all of that. So they're really chatty and they like seem to have memory and personality like one was showing me this like little girl that used to like um have you know used to talk to it and she was like by this like hearth and there was like a circular um there was like a circular like fire pit but it was like an ancient you know adobe type thing and so it was like showing me this whole other life that it had and it was they're just like really chatty they're not like any other crystal like other crystals are like holding like a very high frequency and, you know, they just sort of are supporting you and have these really high perspective messages and Andaras are like little people. (laughs) (laughs) That's really cool. It's cool that that would be the first one that you would pick up too, because it would, it would kind of be the most affirming, I would think. Yeah. To hear. To hear like, yeah. Yeah. And then I kind of like, just, I would have just left it there. 
like, honestly, like I would have just been like, oh, that's kind of cool. I could talk to crystals, but Lee is obsessed with crystals. So like when I told him, he was like, oh my gosh. And he has all these gorgeous crystals. So he would like pick up a crystal and just put it in my lap and be like, can you read this? Can you read this? Can you read this? Over the next couple of months, I started to get really in tune with my intuition and the crystals. So now I can pick them up and I can channel messages from them. And it's, it's gotten very, it's gotten very clear and it's really cool. I really enjoy it. I'm so curious with the crystals because I don't, I don't, I see them more as like, like solid sort of, Mm -hmm. um, what's the word? Like, like containers, like static, more like static containers. Do they receive new messages or are they kind of like beaming out the same thing all the time? They receive new messages. Like they work, they're like, they're actually, the message that I'm getting from them is that they're actually just like spirit guides, but they're embodied here. Like they actually are like just, um, just manifested spirits and they hold a very high frequency and they interact with you as you are with them. So if I come across one and one is um, holding like a uh, like a frequency of joy. Like for, I'm, I'm thinking of one specific one right now. Like I have this angel aura and I, I connected with it and I said, show me your energy. And it just like flooded me with this like super lighthearted joy. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. And I brought it. I said, I want to like have, I want you to work with me as I do my theta healing today so that I could just do it with a lot of joy in my heart. And I had like the most beautiful, you know, amazing session, just super happy, you know, and so they want to work with you in those ways. Um, and so, yeah, so they're not static. They are consciousness. And if you can, they're like very happy to, to talk to you and work with you. And they, and there's a, there's a, an interrelatedness and an interaction um, when you are working with them consciously in that way. Wow. Yeah. It made me think of, we had a hurricane here and I just happened upon some I was just very curious about kind of what the ancient Mayans thought about wind. We had just been to these ruins and we've learned about the, the wind God. And um, so I, I looked up this prayer and in, in so doing, I guess I came across information where like the Maya would kind of tread, would tread on the earth pretty lightly and, and ask for permission, whatever they were doing, like, can I walk here? Can I touch this? Can I, you know, jump in this lake or, you know, they would ask yeah. the water, they would ask that. And I, I wonder if that was because they were actually hearing, you know, information back. It wasn't just like a cute thing that they, Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 No, I'm sure of it. Yeah. I mean, it's like when I'm in those spaces, it's really, uh, it's, it's new, you know, for me, it's, it's still kind of new. It's just like a few months that I've been, you know, able to access those spaces and it's so um, affirming of just like the magic that we exist in. And, and it's, it, it's hard to imagine being in that all of the time. It's like, cause it's so ungrounding, you know? Right. 
for me. <laughs> Are you used to being super grounded? Are you like a mama earth kind of? No, I'm not used to being grounded at all. I'm used okay. to being ungrounded. I've okay. been learning over the last year to be more in my body and more grounded. And that's been essential for me, for like my anxiety and my well-being yeah. and everything and healing trauma and all of this has been amazing for me. But when I go into, I, but I'm very happy and comfortable to be in those super expansive spaces, yeah. but I just can't, I cannot seem to like live grounded on this earth and also super expanded. Like I'm just sort of one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. I also have kind of an extreme personality that way. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's interesting because I've been meeting a lot of women who are like much more rooted, like much more grounded. I find I'm like seeing examples of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and then, and okay. what do that, what does that inspire in you? I think, I think I'm, I'm learning to be more comfortable with, with that space because, um, my, I have a little bit of a fear of being that grounded because of an experience that I had with hypothyroidism where I couldn't get out of bed. Uh And so to me, like the only experience I guess of being super grounded is like being super lethargic. Oh yeah. So And I, you know, and I was a little bit overweight and, and so like whenever like that kind of, um, I don't know, that kind of visual or that kind of memory sort of comes up whenever I, I think of, of, uh, grounded, but Mm -hmm. like really being in your body just feels like heavy and, and like a prison a little bit. Well, not just being in my body, I think, but like. I don't know. No, I don't think being in my body feels like a prison. That's an interesting question. No, I don't think I would say that. I like being in my body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, but for whatever reason, the, those who do feel more grounded seem to have certain characteristics that I associate with times that I haven't felt good in my body, I guess. Oh, I see. Okay. A little heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got you. Yeah. So, yeah. So you know. we're like sort of sanguine people, you know, like <laughs> the four temperaments and the sanguine is like, tee, 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 tee. Yeah. <laughs> like butterflies. Yeah, for sure. But it's interesting because I'm in Mexico and the like grounded mama, I mean, it's very like archetypal here. Like the, you know, the people here are very earthy in, you know, mm-hmm. generally speaking, not everybody probably, but there's like a very, there's a feeling of like, you know, kind of slow and steady and, you know, like Mm -hmm. go with the flow, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. You bring that up too, because like, um, this, like, you know, you're trying to support yourself and feeling like, you know, you're putting a lot of energy there. Like that's in contrast with being in Mexico with the really go with the flow. And it's like, this polarity, you know, of like fem- being in, in the, in the masculine and being in the feminine and just like, how do you live in this very feminine place and trying to like uh, dig in and get into your masculine directive focus side? Like it's gotta be tough right now. That's interesting that you, that you, yeah, that you drew like the, 
I don't know, the, what the gender polarity that's, I never even really considered that, but yeah, cause it has come with a breakup as well. So I've actually literally lost that masculine. Right. You know? Yeah. Now they're stepping into it. Yeah. yeah. That's a tough thing. Balancing <laughs> those feminine and masculine within us. It's yeah. like, I'm becoming so fascinated with that lately. Truly. Yes. I mean, I was just having a conversation with my friend last night who's transitioning. So I like, <laughs> there's, yeah. you know, there's that element too, um, of, we see a lot more of this, like, I guess j- different ways of navigating that terrain, you know, that mm-hmm. like how, how uncomfortable are you with your, if you're feminine, you're masculine and like how, how that plays out. Yeah. Uh, and the divine feminine, the divine masculine, mm. like we both are always embodying that, like how do, and, and we can't just be one or the other. And I'm, I'm kind of like in the same boat as you right now, where like, I'm, 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 I've been really <laughs> rediscovered and like learned to like really relax into my feminine. But then when it requires me to go into my masculine, like build my business, I'm like, ah, like I cannot <laughs> seem to like make that transition. It's so hard. Yeah. It feels so good to be in the flowy feminine. Yeah. <laughs> my feminine is like, you know, like it just, it's just so blissful there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think the key for me has been just doing the easiest things (laughs) imagine like, like the, the least, the least amount necessary. Um, But, you know, still, I I was talking with, with Grace actually. So, so Genevieve and I are part of this mastermind group, which is kind of how we connected in, in this forum podcast. Cause I offered everyone like, come on my podcast. It'll be great. Um, I'm starting it again. Um, but I was talking with Grace about this yesterday because Facebook was down and nobody got the link and we were the only two people on the call. And, (laughs) um, uh, I don't even know what I was going to say. I gave so much intro about that. I, um, you were going to say doing the, doing the easiest things. Oh yeah. Is that I had this epiphany while I was on this call. I was like, that's why I'm anxious. I'm anxious because I'm not fucking doing the things that I know I need to be doing like for my own well-being, not even for like money or for, but like mm-hmm. I, there are things that I need to put forth into this world and I'm relaxing instead, you know, <laughs> and it doesn't feel very relaxing because it's making me anxious. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And by the way, I forgot to do that beta healing on your limbic system. So I will offer that to you oh, thank for you. sure. Well, it's <laughs> funny because I actually felt this like wave of, I think just like knowing that like somebody was going to. I didn't even know if you had or not, but I was like, oh, I, felt, I felt very good for a little while. Oh, well, breathe. the intention is key. You know, sometimes mm. people like are releasing beliefs, even as we're talking, like it doesn't mm. always inc- require a theta healer right. to, you know what I mean? Right. If you're re- if you're ready to let go, or you're calling forth, the creator is like, yeah, sure. We got it. You know? Right. <laughs> I mean, thank God. <laughs> thank God. Yeah. Um, Do you? Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your breath work? Because it's pretty cool. And we haven't really. Yes. Oh my gosh. I really do want to talk about breath work. Um, Like you said, it's like, you know, theta healing is like, it it really has turned into more like a therapy type of a practice. Like, you know, 
I talk to somebody and just, they just talk about what's going on in their lives. And it's very easy to just take any sort of manifestation event or something and just find limiting beliefs and help them release it. And that is really good for the conscious mind to notice patterns, consciously choose what beliefs you want so that you can empower yourself going forward and create the life that you want to create. Breath work is a totally different modality. And I feel like they work together so well because in breath work, you are flooding your body with the life force, with the infinite intelligence, with the with unconditional love. I mean, the highest vibration that there is. And it's finding all the places where you're holding trauma, where you're holding like low, lower vibrational consciousness, grief, anger, untrue beliefs about yourself, unworthiness, those types of things. And it gets it out and can, and, and people have physical sensations and emotional releases. And that is like clearing out, you, you don't, it's such a beautiful practice. You don't even have to know anything. You don't have to know what it's doing. You don't have to know what's, you know, what traumas you need to release. You don't have to know anything at all. You just have to breathe and the life force and the wisdom of the breath just does it for you. So it's like, you can just clear out this trauma, raise your vibration. And then that's something that your conscious mind doesn't even need to grasp. And then with theta healing, you can really put your consciousness towards it and create the life that you want. So it, they kind of work really well together. Um, but the best part about breath work, of course, as you know, is the, that last part, like after you've cleared all of that trauma or, and you've had all those emotional clearings, raise your vibration, then your mind just goes and you have like 20 minutes of clarity and being completely connected to yourself. And like knowing you're your own guru, you're your own healer. You don't need anything. The breath is given you for healing, for clarity, for guidance, for, you know, it's just, it's my favorite practice. Like for me, I just feel like everybody needs to do breath work because, because you don't have to subscribe to any kind of dogma, religion, belief. You don't have to do anything. Just yeah. breathe. And then you just heal yourself just from the breath. Right. And everybody believes they can breathe. I mean, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and no, and you can't do it wrong. Like you really can't do it wrong. <laughs> you can breathe. Right. You can do it. <laughs> Although everybody thinks they can't breathe 30 seconds into the practice because it feels like it's going to be like so hard. Like I can't do this, <laughs> but they can. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, um, it's pretty, um, it can get pretty tough. Yeah. Oh, it's, it can be so intense, but it's so worth it, you know? And it's like that last 20 minutes is such a payoff. People get have the most blissful, most beautiful realizations, experiences, yeah. learning. So amazing. It changed my life. Like I, I've done so much breath work and it has been so miraculous, like to just it has been the thing that allowed a complete shift in perspective and paradigm for me. You know, yeah. like I do not live in the same world that I lived in before I started breath work. Yeah. 
you know. And I did, and I certainly did not have any of this trust in my intuitive abilities and my intuitive, everything was really shut down within me. So that's been really beautiful too. It's, it's allowed me to become more of who I am and do the work I need to do here. And I don't know, it's just been like the most uh, beautiful gift of my life, which is why I offer it. So thank you for bringing that up. (laughs) How long have you been doing this particular breathwork? Mm-hmm. So I found it in my twenties, actually, like my early twenties, but I was like, I didn't, I already was kind of, I already was on a spiritual path, but I was like such a mess. And I didn't really like, I didn't, I wasn't committed to the spiritual path. I didn't even know what it was, what the spiritual path was. I just knew that like, I believed in, in spirit and I needed a spiritual solution and all of that. So I really liked it but I didn't really understand it. So I, I let it go. And then I found it again in my thirties. Uh, like when I was 30, um, three, I think 34. And then I just started, like I was committed. Like I was doing it. I've been doing it since then. So I'm 46 years. <laughs> Yay. I just turned 38. <laughs> oh, okay. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Do, do you do it? Like, what, what is the frequency with which you do it or we recommend that other people do it? Um, I recommend doing it more often when you start doing it because there's a lot to clear okay. and there's a lot to discover. And by, by the way, I just, I want to mention, like, we're not talking about like sitting and taking deep breaths when she says breath work. <laughs> like, this is yeah. like a, a, a very intense. I'm just in case that wasn't clear. It's, it's a, I mean, you can learn more about it on, on her website and I'll share the link. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's a really intense practice and it's like, yeah, it's not like, okay, breathe in by four, breathe out by eight. No. Right, right. <laughs> it's like, it's a, I'll just, I'll just tell everybody, it's a circular breath where you really exaggerate the inhale and then you let the exhale fall. So it sounds something like this. And it's really important to do it with a facilitator at first because you, you, your ego mind needs to feel safe when you're doing this and also you will give up if you don't have a facilitator there because I would keep you breathing like that for 40 minutes and the ego mind would want to give up after 30 seconds <laughs> but um but the breath takes over so that's the other thing is that not to discourage people who try that and go oh that's tough the breath takes over after a few minutes and it just starts to breathe you so you just start go, go along for the ride and the ride is so uh, wild and it's never the same. People have all kinds of physical experiences, all kinds of emotional experiences, and and all kinds of spiritual experiences on it. Uh, in that journey, it's kind of like a, it's like a um, alternative to plant medicine for people who have like yeah. done like psilocybin or. Uh, even heart, even, even like the heart opening medicines, people can feel incredibly euphoric after and have sort of um, like, even it sometimes even does release DMT so that people get a lot of visuals. And so it's, it's really an uh, extraordinary thing. Um, I forgot where I was before we started talking about the frequency with which you would recommend. Oh, right. I would, I, I definitely recommend doing it more often when you're first starting, like, I mean, I, let's see, I did it once a month because that's when it was being offered in classes. Mm-hmm. And, but I also did four retreats for myself and the retreats 
like their four breath works in a row. And it's a totally different way to breathe when you are doing it that way. Like the effect is so different because we're in a row, like one day or like one a day? No, over four days. Okay. So once a day, four days. And the the reason it's so crazy (laughs) when you do it that way is because like after you've done breath work, your vibration is, is, is really raised and it stays like, you know, you stay, you stay at this pretty high vibration for a few days. Uh So your state, you're at that vibration. And then the next day you breathe, you're already at a higher vibration. Then you raise again and then again, and then again. And in, and in that raising, you're also expanding. So by the time you've done this fourth breath work, you have had, you are so expanded and all of the experiences are building upon themselves. So like what you started with is kind of like, oh, a realization of maybe something that you need to release or change or look at. And by the fourth breath work, you're like, for me and for a lot of people, it's like you are firmly on a new path or like a new understanding, like a completely new elevation in your life. For me, every time I went to a breathwork retreat, I was like, had such clarity that I made like significant changes in my life within, you know, like a week of coming home. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And then, and it, and not, not changes like not erratic ones coming from a place of such deep knowing that it was the right thing for me and such deep courage because you have such an understanding of how the universe is supporting you. You have such an understanding about your path and everything that happened and the why. And like, it's just such a, um, an all encompassing, like, yes, you know, like just this, this yes for your life that whatever changes you make, you just know it's the right thing just comes from a place of knowing not because anybody else told you just because you breathed and you got there, you know, it's a really nice feeling to, to know, to know in that way and Mm -hmm. not to to have to get confirmation from other people or shop around opinions and Mm -hmm. all that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's exhausting (laughs) and ineffective. (laughs) Yeah. I'm also learning. I'm a Libra. What, What sign are you? Aquarius. Aquarius. Double Aquarius. Okay. I don't know that much about, about astrology, but I'm, I'm realizing how, how this plays out in my life is that I can see so many possibilities and I balance everything out. I'm like, Oh yeah, uh-uh. I could do this or I could do this or I could do this or I could do this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's exhausting. That really is. You have like 10 plans for every, yeah. any eventual outcome. Yeah. And, yeah. It, yeah. It's crazy. And I was married to a Libra too. And so between the two of us, Oh my, oh God, my like gosh. Every decision is like, <laughs> we're trying to plan a trip to, um, with, with the boys to, uh, to Mexico city. And it's like, it could be this Airbnb or we could stay in two hotel rooms or we, you know I mean? It's like, yeah, <laughs> we could go for four nights or five nights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That does sound like really exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> That's when like your empath, that your empathic nature is like 
perfect, right? Because you can just be like, okay, I need the full body. Yes. Like I need the confirmation through my body. Yeah. Just tell me which one, right? Yeah. Your mind, your mind is never going to get you there. Right. Right. Yes. That is becoming abundantly clear. So that's making, <laughs> making that work very necessary, but yeah. Thank you so much, Genevieve for this was so cool. I had no idea you were going to take us through a theta healing and like explain so much of what you do. Um, can you tell everyone how to find you and like what you're offering currently in the you yeah. know, few next few weeks? Yep. So I'm, uh, my, my website is GenevieveSolomon.com and I have on there uh, breathwork, theta healing and crystal readings we're also doing in-person breathwork groups for anybody in my area, which probably very few people, but um, breathwork at the barn. So you can find, if, you, if you're close by, you can find- um, Where are you? I'm in New Hope, Pennsylvania. And breathwork at the barn is in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. And that's bi-weekly breathwork groups. And um, I also have on there um, some of my writing, some of my blog stuff is, you can find on my website as well. And read a little bit about how I, you know, kind of take everything in my life and <laughs> learn from it. <laughs> a really beautiful blog post. Yeah. Thank you. Um, it's kind of like, I, that my intention of that is kind of trying to show people how their stories can really elevate them rather than just be their stories, you know, of like trauma. Like trauma doesn't have to just be the story of what happened to you, but the story of how you changed and grew, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, thank you for having me. And it was so cool to talk to you and talk about the crystals. And <laughs> if anybody wants a crystal reading, um, you can bring your own or I have plenty here you can choose from and just get messages from the crystals. That's so cool. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks you guys for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks. Bye. For more conversations like this and to help us share this podcast, please subscribe on the platform of your choice, as well as leave us a comment. To keep in touch with me and receive updates, please sign up for my newsletter at portersinger.com. You'll get a free download as well as receive updates on my self-healing sound courses, workshops, and other community building events that I'm creating. Have a beautiful day.